there are places in our lives that are special to us, that, that just bring about that feeling of just being special. For us, where we live here in Sonoma County, maybe it's the sheer beauty and grandeur of being under the redwood trees at Armstrong Woods, or, or maybe heading out a little farther to the west, getting out to Goat Rock, taking in the sounds of uh, the sea lions and, and, and the smell, and it just, it's special. Uh, maybe uh, it, it's, a, it's a fond memory. It's a place that brings, brings back a memory. Maybe as a family, you took a trip somewhere, and, and whenever you return there, you just, you're flooded with, with memories or maybe with some friend or a significant other. Uh, maybe a place is special because of human design. Maybe, again, for us locally, it's crossing the Golden Gate Bridge. I, I, every time I cross the bridge, I'm just in awe. What, a, what an amazing feat that bridge is. And to look out and see the other bridges, and so if I'm going the other direction to look, uh, it, it is just amazing. And to see that the tall building that's shrinking um, in San Francisco, that's not so amazing. Uh, but, but you get my point. There are places that are special, that, that are feats uh, of, of human design. Or maybe if you're like um, some of us in my family, it's when you gather at a stadium with about 70 other thousand people cheering on your favorite team, and you just feel like there's no other place I'd, I'd rather be. Am I right? Some of you are like, I don't know what that's like. Yeah. Well, that would be Levi's Stadium and the Niners. And so football season's here, folks. It's coming. Well, we are in our summer series on the Psalms, and today we are going to see that Jerusalem was one of those special places for God's people. Uh, Jerusalem, even still, for some people, is a special place. People get to travel there. Maybe you've had the occasion to be there. I got to go to Jerusalem and Israel when I was in college, and it was special to to think that I got to walk. Uh, There there are still stones that date back to the time of Jesus that that are still there and, and to be in these places. And so Jerusalem is a special place, has always been a special place, but for the people of Israel, it was especially a, a special place, and we, were, we will look at that a bit this morning. Now, we've, we've noted in our series on the Psalms that there are different types of Psalms. I, I'm hoping as we look at uh, six or seven different Psalms this uh, end of summer, that, that you'll, you'll see laments and Thanksgiving Psalms and, and some hymns of praise, and some of them overlap. Well, well today, you see the circle there. We are going to look at a Psalm of celebration and affirmation, and actually, specifically, it's that third subcategory there. It's a song of Zion. So Zion is just, just think of it as another name for Jerusalem. And so some of the Psalms are, are celebrating this city, this place where, where God uh, would, would kind of inhabit his people in the temple and, and some different things like that. So if you, if you brought a Bible, and I hope you did, open to Psalm 122, as Andrea mentioned in, in the prayer, Psalm 122. As you're turning there, let me say a couple things. This is a psalm um, that, that's part of the Songs of Ascent. So you maybe can look down and you see that after the big one, two, two. It says a song of ascents, and then this one happens to be of, of David. This is one of 15. It begins at 120 and goes through 134 psalms that got categorized as these songs of ascent. And we'll talk about what that means in a moment. Uh, but I don't know uh, that we've looked at one of these yet, at least not in a while. I think I have preached 121. I love that psalm, the psalm just before it. Uh, but more about 
the Psalms that are songs of ascents in a moment. Please follow along as I read now. Psalm 122. I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet have been standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem, built as a city that is bound firmly together, to which the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, as was decreed for Israel, to to give thanks to the name of the Lord. There, thrones for judgment were set, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they be secure who love you. Peace be within your walls and security within your towers. For my brothers and companions' sake, I will say, peace be with you. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your good. This is the word of the Lord. And so as I have noted, this is one of the Psalms that are songs of ascent. If you just look back at Psalm 120 and it goes through 134, you'll see that little title. So what are these songs of ascent? Well, a little bit of context. Uh, One commentator notes that the history of interpretation has produced quite a variety of explanations. Some have taken these songs of ascent to mean a spiritual ascent. That was the view of St. Augustine, quite a while back, while others believe these songs of ascent refer to a rising musical pitch. That was the view of John Calvin. And still others suggest that these songs of ascent were the ascent of a a physical nature, one that involves some kind of an upward movement, as it were. Well, without diving into who's right and wrong, I'll just give you the punchline. Most scholars believe it's that third idea. Uh, they don't think it's just a spiritual ascent or, or um, a musical pitch, uh, but in fact, they, they speak of a journey, of ascending, as it, as it were. We, we won't note it, except I'll say it briefly. It's interesting how these got ordered, just, just so you know. Um, there wasn't a plan by David and others, Moses. We're going to look at uh, Moses' psalm a little bit later in the series. Uh, he obviously wasn't alive when David was alive. So, so they didn't all sit down, the writers, and plan the order, but th- this came later. The order that we have, the, the 150, uh, probably by the time of Jesus, these were set. So this was Jesus' songbook, his, his psalms. And so God's people put some things in order. And so these, they, they gave this title, a song of ascent, because they, they tell of a physical journey. So some liken that when the, the, the God's people came back after being in exile, that they, they sang these as they were coming home from Babylon. They, they returned up to Jerusalem. Jerusalem has a mountain kind of around it. And so you would ascend up to Jerusalem. And, and that very well may have been the case. Uh, but if this is a Psalm of David, which I believe it is, uh, then he wrote it long before uh, the people were taken, God's people, into captivity. And so I think he had in mind uh, a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. Um, so not just about returning from exile, but, but even for God's, God's people to, to come and to return. And so again, most commentators kind of understand that these were sung by pilgrims, people who were journeying 
Uh, annually, sometimes three different times, there was the Feast of Passover, God's people would make a pilgrimage then, or the Feast of Pentecost, or even the Day of Atonement. Three times a year, they would, they would make this, this journey, this pilgrimage. And so this, this psalm seems that David is celebrating what, what has happened as, as God's people have decided to come a little more in a moment on the possible context of, of what would have brought this to David's mind. Now, as it relates to this psalm, um, we, we can summarize it in, in this way. This psalm uh, is a celebratory hymn that, that celebrates Jerusalem, the city that hosts the special presence of God. It's represented by the house of God, and it ends with this call to pray for peace, for shalom, for God's blessing and prosperity. That's a general summary. Another way to organize it will be to look at the structure of the psalm. So this, again, these psalms are Hebrew poetry. They, they were meant to be sung. Uh, we, I don't have a song for this one today for us again, although you can find them. There are um, hymn books that are filled with musical renditions of all of the psalms, including Psalm 122. But this, this psalm has three stanzas. Verses 1 and 2, stanza 1. The psalmist receives this invitation to visit the Lord's house. Stanza 2, verses 3 to 5. The psalmist praises Jerusalem as a worship center and a place of justice. And then finally in the third stanza, the psalmist calls the community to pray for the well-being of this city and to seek its blessing and prosperity. So maybe you're asking, well, that's all good and great history, Paul. Thanks for the Old Testament survey lesson uh, what does it have to do for us? Are you wanting us to take a trip to Jerusalem as a church? I'm seeing some nods. I'm not planning that, although that could be fun. Um, what is the relevance of this song for us, this song of ascent for us today? Well, this psalm is about a time when God's people made a trip, planned a trip to Jerusalem for worship. And as a church, we weekly make a trip to this building for worship and for prayer and for teaching. And and God's people do that, generally speaking, once a week. And sometimes I think we we forget how special it is that that we get to plan in in, in a day in the week, one out of seven, to to not do other things, but but to to go and to to note in our calendar. Our church, we we meet at 10. We we meet over on Sonoma Avenue, and, and we do this. And it's special, and it ought to be. And so I want this, this psalm, as we understand its context, what it was for God's people then, this psalm celebrating a plan to gather and to worship and to pray, uh, in fact, to learn or pull out rather some highlights that, that apply to us as the church. Because it's not this building that's special. I mean, you know, maybe it has a specialness to it. But we, the church, as we gather, that's part of what we do. There ought to be a specialness to our gathering, whether it's in this building, whether it's at the Grove, like we'll do in in a few weeks, or like Kid Street when we met there, or the hotel back in those days. Three highlights from this psalm. In fact, we'll pull them through and from the three stanzas. We're going to see the joy of God's gathered people. Secondly, the unity and diversity of God's gathered people. And finally, the prayer of God's gathered people. So Psalm 122, God's 
gathered people. Let's, let's look first this morning at the joy of God's gathered people. Look with me at verses one and two. So David says, I was glad when they said to me, and then he has a quote, let us go to the house of the Lord. I was glad. That word can also be translated rejoice. I, I rejoiced. I, I was filled with joy when this plan was hatched. Let us go to the house of the Lord. And then at verse two, they've, they've arrived. He says, our feet have been standing within your gates. Now personifying Jerusalem. Oh, oh Jerusalem. We, there was joy and now we, we have arrived. It's, it's interesting in, in Psalm 120, again, we, we won't look at this one, but uh, there's a couple of cities mentioned there in uh, verse uh, 4. That there are faraway cities from Jerusalem. Uh, then in Psalm 121, the second Psalm of Ascent, it starts off with, I lift my eyes to the hills. And a lot of commentators believe that speaking of these hills of Jerusalem. And then Psalm 122, our Psalm, They've arrived. And so you can kind of understand why these got put in this order, these songs of ascent. One speaks of being far away and and longing to be in Jerusalem and longing to worship. And then the next celebrates, it's in our eyes. And then then finally, we've arrived. I don't know if you can relate. I was talking to someone before the service today about, about Disneyland. I remember as a dad, especially when the kids were younger, we, we had the privilege of going a couple of years ago, and it was great also, but there was something just special and magical uh, when the kids were real little, and we'd be on the freeway, and, and I don't know when the last time you went to Disneyland was, but several years ago, especially if you're coming, I guess, north from like South Orange County, there's a whole freeway lane that is basically your exit to Disneyland. And so like you, you get into this lane and Disneyland, it feels like it's still five miles ahead, but, but the sign is Disneyland way. And you get in this lane and you can start to see Space Mountain and other things. And, and then of course you start to see pretty Disney looking things and just the excitement builds. And then they drive you around and you finally find a place to park and you get on a tram. And I mean, you haven't even gotten in the park, but it's special. There's just something about ascending to this, this special place that is special for a lot of people, for a lot of kids, a lot of adults uh, over the years. And David is filled with joy. He's filled with joy about this plan to, to gather in the house of the Lord. Now, back in Exodus, so way back, there, there was this plan, and even the words house of God show up. And so there's no temple yet. Think, think about the timeline a minute. If, if David wrote this, okay, the temple has not been built. David, you might recall, wanted to build the temple. He realized, wow, I have this great house, but you know, we still set up a tent for God, and so he wants to build a, a, a temple. God says, no, you, you've been a man of war and some other things, but I will allow your dream to happen, but through your son. So the temple won't be built until Solomon arrives, but the tabernacle, this tent, it, it was referred to as the house of God back in, in Exodus. And again, eventually with Solomon, yeah, there will be a great house. The, the temple will get built. And so one commentator proposes that 2 Samuel 6, 
could very likely be kind of the occasion that in, inspired uh, David to, to pen this, this psalm. In that, in that chapter of 2 Samuel, um, David is moving the ark finally to Jerusalem. Jerusalem has finally been captured. So Jerusalem wasn't part of any of the tribes and their allotment up to this point. Um, but, but David captures Jerusalem. It, it was already a, a known city and it was kind of special and cool. And, and to put it kind of simply, David decides this is where, this should be the place where, where we set up the, the tabernacle and where God comes to dwell among us. So 2 Samuel 6 could very well be the idea that David has now captured the city. And so now people are saying, hey, let's go and let's set up the tabernacle there and go to the house of God. Not the temple yet, but, but the tabernacle. And that very well may likely be what, what is happening. Again, he's filled with joy. I was glad and we have arrived. So as we think about the joy of God's gathered people, I'll, I'll be the first to confess Boy, sometimes I don't have a lot of joy on Sunday morning. You know, I'm, I'm maybe a little tired. Um, there's, there's things to do. And, you know, a good friend of mine stands up front and just can't find his, his place with what he's trying to announce. I've known Alden a long time, I can say that. And that, that's, it's all fun. But, and you know, in our family, being, being a pastor, and especially at Soma, having planted this church almost 15 years, literally, I can't think of maybe this many Sundays in the last 15 years when I've been home and I've been part of getting everyone up and out the door, but I know that can be a challenge. I get messages sometimes, not so much anymore, but you know, in the past, and this one slept in, this one didn't do this, this one can't find that, and, and I know, I know sometimes Sunday morning feels like Everything is against getting to the house of the Lord. And again, as I said, and you know this, friends, the church isn't the building. The church is us, the people. But, but we, following a lot of history, join with other churches in gathering corporately. Corporately just means as a body, together. On, on, for us, it's Sunday at 10 a.m., and and there ought to be some joy in the fact that we get to do this. And whether we think of it as, oh, we've made a plan. I don't know if it's in your calendars or not. Uh, but you've made a plan to, to get here and to be here. Psalm 92, probably a psalm used on the Sabbath. And there's a little heading toward that end over Psalm 92. It says this, it is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your steadfast love in the morning and your faithfulness by night. Let me just declare, church, God's steadfast love. It's still morning, and I'm telling you, his, his love will never cease. If, if, if you are in a covenant love relationship with him because of Jesus, he will never stop loving you. It's never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever. It's his covenant faithful love because it was instituted by the Lord Jesus and his work, his life, his death, his resurrection. I'm declaring to you that steadfast love this morning. And if I see some of you tonight, I don't have plans to, but if I do, hopefully I would tell you he's faithful. He's faithful. But in Psalm 92, 
The, the psalm is used to, to say this. It's good to give thanks, to declare his faithful, his love, his covenant love in the morning, his faithfulness at night, to the music. Now, I don't think we had a lute on the platform this morning. I don't think Jason was playing the harp in the back. Um, I don't think Mary Blakely was playing the, the lyre, a melody on the lyre. But for us this morning, to the music of keys and bass guitar and acoustic guitar. And as I've said, and I try to say uh, more than I do, the best instrument in our church is yours. When you sing, you lift your voice. That's the best instrument. But it's good. It's good to do this. Verse four of Psalm 92 says, for you, O Lord, have made me glad by your work. At the works of your hands, I sing for joy. How great are your works, O Lord. Your thoughts are very deep. So this isn't meant to like bum you out because we have rough weeks. <laughs> we can have rough weekends and rough Sunday mornings. And it can be hard to get here. But friends, we, we get to gather as God's people. We, we get to come together. And you've made a plan to do that. And it's a good plan. It's a God-honoring plan to gather, to sing, to thank God for who he is and what he's done, to gather, to recite the catechism, to gather, to hear announcements of things, to gather, to pray, as we did already and as we'll do in a moment still. There's joy in being gathered as God's people. So that's one highlight, I think, for the church that we should remember from this song of ascent so old and for God's people making a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. We, in a sense, make a pilgrimage weekly when we gather and there's joy in that. The second highlight I'd like us to see comes in the second stanza, verses three to five, and it's the unity and diversity of God's gathered people. So let me read verses three to five. Jerusalem built as a city that is bound firmly together to which the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, as was decreed for Israel to give thanks to the name of the Lord. There thrones for judgment were set, the thrones of the house of David. I like how the Christian Standard Bible, CSB, translates verse 3. Jerusalem, built as a city should be, solidly united. So David is, of course, celebrating the city. It would have been crammed and tight and lots of people, but, but, but Jerusalem, he says, he marvels at it still. Built as a city should be. But, but there in verses 4 and 5, and especially verse 4, this is the highlight I want us to see. He says, the tribes go up. The tribes ascend. God's people, there, there were 12 tribes and there's this ascending of the different tribes from all over the land to this, this, this place, this city. As, as was decreed, it says. So back in Deuteronomy, we, we talked already about Exodus and the house of the Lord being another way of referring to the tabernacle. Well, back in Deuteronomy, there, there was a plan spoken of about the place that God would choose one day for where his, his presence would, would dwell in that time. And eventually, of course, like I said, it would be the temple. And, and it was Jerusalem or Zion, again, this place. As we referred to 2 Samuel 6 already as a possible context for David, 2 Samuel 5 
recounts when David and his men captured and claimed that city and gave it the name, the city of David. So this place, the city that wasn't part of any of the tribes is now claimed and the tribes all come. The tribes ascend to this place. It is interesting to note that as as Derek Kidner, he's a famous commentator, he points out the object of these pilgrim feasts, it was to give thanks. Uh, Not to seek unity, but, but to give thanks. And that's why the tribes gather. Now, again, I want us to, to understand this. The, the tribes, um, yes, they were related in one sense, but after a lot of years, right, the, the 12 brothers that became the heads of the tribes, like, yeah, you got some distant cousins, but a lot of time has gone by. And there's been friction amongst the tribes and the land and, and all these different kinds of things. Um, but they come together. They're diverse. But, the, but they're united as being part of God's people, the 12 tribes. It reminds me of something else that the New Testament calls the soma. Soma, the Greek word for body. So let me read a lengthy passage that many of you would be familiar with from 1 Corinthians 12. For just as the soma, the body, is one and has many members, and the Apostle Paul writing is talking about our physical somas, our our bodies, right? Just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. Jew or Greek, slave or free, all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. Imagine if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body. That would not make it any less a part of the body. If the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body. That would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. I can't say to the hand, I don't need you, nor can the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor. And our unpresentable parts, well, they're treated with greater modesty, which, with our, which our more presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. That's the word of the Lord. Unity and diversity, the church, the body. It's it's so clear 
this illustration God's word has, the apostle Paul wrote. And, and we should give thanks that, that we are not all the same, that we all don't think exactly the same. Like in a, a symphony, right? They're not all playing the same thing. They're playing different parts and yet it's unified. That, that is to be the church. And so as the tribes would go on their pilgrimage, friends, we, we get to gather with, with God's people that are different from us, that, that, that think differently on some issues. And, and you know, that's not a bad thing as long as we're united in Christ, the gospel. So this is a highlight we see from this song of ascent. Finally, the third highlight we see from the third and final stanza, verses six through nine, the prayer of God's gathered people. So David was glad that he got to go and, and rejoices at being there. David marvels at Jerusalem and, and the tribes all gathering. And that leads him to say in verse six, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they be secure who love you. Peace be within your walls and security within your towers. For my brothers and companions sake, I will say, peace be within you. And for the sake of the house of the Lord, our God, I will seek your good. You might recall when we studied Hebrews, it's been a minute now, a little while, but uh, we learned in, in Hebrews 7, and it comes up uh, a couple different places, but the name Jerusalem, and I won't try to pronounce the Hebrew perfectly, but the final syllable, Jerusalem, uh, there's, there's a hint there that possibly uh, of, of a connection to the word peace, shalom. So Jerusalem and shalom, and so there's this there's connection that, that is made about this, this city um, having, having, again, this, this final syllable with the word uh, peace. And that sets the tone for these verses. They, they would have heard this as they were singing it, Jerusalem and, and seeking shalom, which is this Hebrew word for peace. Again, not, not just an absence of evil or calamity, but, but, but even in the midst of strife, there's, there's prosperity and blessing and God's goodness and God's presence. Uh, peace, biblical peace, shalom is, is this big idea. And in fact, you'll notice, look with me for a moment. Verse six in the ESV reads, may they be secure who love you. And then in verse seven, peace be within your walls and security. Notice there, may they be secure. And then there's this call for security within your, your towers. And this word can, can have the idea um, of prosperity and security. Not, not prosperity like you're getting wealthy, like your, your wallet's getting fatter, but God is prospering you. God is blessing you. May, may they be prosperous who love you, Jerusalem. Peace, shalom be within your walls and, and prosperity within your towers. May, may, may God's fullness be, be evident there. And all this, again, is, there's this call to pray. David says, pray for the peace. It's in the command form. And then he seems to quote this prayer 
Uh, and then again, at the end, notice verse 9, it all leads to him just simply declaring, I will seek your good, Jerusalem. And the implication is, I will seek it by praying, by asking God for his overall blessing uh, on, on you, on Jerusalem. Now, one thing to note or to comment on, verse f- 6 there puts it pretty straightforward. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Um, we, we could and maybe ought to still do that. Uh, a lot of things happen in Jerusalem. And, and it's not just the center of worship for one group of people, but for many and, and different religions. And so it's not always been a peaceful place, not just Jerusalem, but Israel, the Middle East. And so there is a sense, right, where we, we could take this very literally, and, and it's okay to do that. Uh, but I would encourage us to, to apply this a bit broader. Um, uh, we can pray for Jerusalem, and there's nothing wrong with that, but, um, but one day, friends, um, there's a new Jerusalem coming. There's a new Jerusalem coming. So whether or not bad things happen in the city, we, we have a promise that there's a new Jerusalem coming. Um, and we, we long for that day. Um, we don't have time to tease it out, but throughout the New Testament, uh, the church is referred to as, as Jerusalem. And again, we have this picture of a new Jerusalem coming one day in the future where, where God dwells with us. And, and so... Um, Again, we understand David in his time, part of the the Israelites, part of God's chosen people. They take the city. It's going to be where the tabernacle dwells, where the ark and all those items that represent God's presence dwell. The temple gets built there. But, But we don't go to a temple anymore to worship God. We, the people of God, are the temple of the living God. We have been bought with a price, the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians. Uh, the Spirit lives in us. So, so as individuals, we're the temple of God, but then the, the New Testament speaks of God's people are this building that is being built. And so we are the temple in a sense of God now, and we wait for that future temple. So I think if you're burdened for the events and, and crises happening in the Middle East, that's good and fine. Like we ought to pray, though, for the peace of Southern California right now. And, and of course, Maui, we, I didn't pray last week for what happened in Hawaii. We need to pray for, for, for Maui. We need to pray for the globe. Hear me, we do. But I want us to apply this, that, that we need to pray for our church. I, I think in its context, David is saying, pray for this, this place where God, where you dwell, the city. Well, well now we as the new covenant people of God, that this is our gathering. And I think the application is we need to pray for God's peace, his blessing, his hand, his prosperity, his, his work in us. I think that is an appropriate application. And so we have already prayed today. Jenny had us pray and I told her this is good because it's been a while since we've had prayer time in, in the gathering like this out loud, but now you're warmed up. But we're going to do it a little different. Instead of turning to someone, I just want to, for maybe two minutes, just invite you to pray for our church. What, what is the Lord laying on your heart right now? You, you're, you're here, you're gathered in this room, in this place. What is God laying on your heart to pray for Soma Church community? Again, pray for Jerusalem, pray, pray for the world. We, we need to pray for places. I'll do that after the message ends. We can pray for other churches too, but for now, 
for, for this moment, August 20 at 11.30, let's, as the gathered people, pray. So, so as God has put it on your heart, just nice and loud so everyone can hear. Keep it short, just short prayers for our community, and then I will close us once a few of you have prayed. Father, thank you for what you've laid on our hearts to pray. And we could keep praying. I know there's many more things. I thank you for each one and their petition to you. Father, we do want to not just pray for our church, but we, would, we want to pray for our church. May your favor be on our church. As we are preparing to remember you and your goodness, faithfulness in, in our church as we celebrate being 15 years old. Lord, your word says in another psalm, unless the Lord builds the house, those who build, build and labor in vain. And so, Father, unless you build Soma, the body, unless you are the one at work that we're submitting to, that we're following, that we're listening to, that we're keeping in step with Holy Spirit, that we're, we're working according to your word, we will be building in vain. So help us not do that. Father, we pray for your mercy on Southern California uh, with the rains and possibilities of things that we don't, we don't even know yet. Uh, have, have mercy, Lord, we pray. Um, for the island of Maui as it continues to just come out of this horrible, devastating fire. We pray for your grace. Father, in our own church, even as Joy mentioned a moment ago, uh, some heard, Lord, we, we pray for Katie Bagley, who hurt her fingers terribly this morning in the car door. Help, help her right now, dealing with that. Father, help us as we have heartache and, and there's stress and there's uncertainties Help us remember that you are our shepherd. We lack nothing. And you've got us and you're good and you're faithful. And and finally, as I conclude our time of prayer now this morning, um, Lord, would you give us joy as we gather together? We've already sung that there's joy in the house of the Lord. But may we have that when we come together. Not, Not a fake pretend kind of game face way, but a deep joy that's in you because of who you are and what you've done. Thank you for the church, this local body and the invisible universal church. Thank you for some highlights that we can see in this song of ascent, Psalm 122. We seek you, Lord, that you would do good to Soma. And now we, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're not standing, would you stand and let's end our gathering with one final song.